dark past. Mark McCain, May 2nd, 2017. Well, it's been a few weeks now. No word from Andrew. Every time my phone rings, I get a text. My heart races, hoping it's a vampire. How insane is that? I think I need a brain scan. <laughs> I'm sure my frontal lobe is glowing. But I've listened to my interview with Andrew every night since it happened, and I can't deny that I desperately want him to reach out. I, I don't know why. Like I said, it feels like an obsession. Maybe using cold logic will keep me grounded here. So, what draws me to this vampire then? Mark McCain's hypothesis, eh? <laughs> Am I somehow attracted to him? Well, I did kiss another guy on a dare in high school. But that's when I figured out I'm definitely not gay. So it's not that. Hmm. Hypothesis B by Mark McCain. <laughs> Is it an ego trip? The desire to be a therapist for an obviously troubled supernatural being? <laughs> well, that would certainly be a big fucking feather in my cap now, wouldn't it? Mark McCain, he cured a vampire through hypnotherapy. <laughs> okay, so I can't really take myself seriously on that one. My head's not that big. And I know, and everybody else knows, I'm not that good of a therapist, so... I don't really give a shit about analyzing his head. So it's not that. Hmm. Hypothesis C. <sighs> this is a doozy. Is it a subconscious suicidal desire? Hoping that if I hear all of his secrets, he'll have to kill me? <laughs> oh, man. I'd be lying if I said I'd never had a fleeting suicidal thoughts during bouts of depression. I've had them quite often since, well, since I was a teenager. But if I were going to pick a way out, getting my blood drain out of my body would not be it. So as truthful as it may seem, I don't think that's it. Hypothesis D. Typical. Normal, lame, boring Mark McCain. I just want to be his friend. Yeah, I know future me or whoever hears this, of course there are a lot more interesting reasons to be friends with a vampire and to hear his life story. But if I'm really honest with myself, which I rarely am, but I'm trying to be, then this is our winner. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you know, sometimes... Well, speak of the devil. Greetings, Dr. McCain. <laughs> Doctor.
go figure. The only guy that looks at me like a doctor, and he's a fucking vampire. From another century. Awesome. <laughs> Anyways, this is Andrew Clayton. We spoke on 12th of April, and I realized I was perhaps a bit abrupt. <laughs> you think? <laughs> huh. The truth is that I've never actually confronted him in such a manner before. Blah, blah, blah. However, I realize my attitude may have been unfair, and I have decided to give you a chance to speak in what I hope will be a calmer, more rational manner. Will you have tomorrow evening at 8 p.m.? Regards, Andrew Clayton. What a peculiar text message. This one has to go down in the history of weird text messages. All right, Andrew Clayton, I accept your invitation. I will be there. Yes! Well, now, this is Mark McCain, once again, with Andrew Carpenter. What? No! No, stop! What? I would strongly prefer that you refer to me as Andrew Clayton. I understand your desire for accuracy for the sake of science or, or research or whatever it is you use to justify this probing. But the name Carpenter died with me, and I am attempting to solidify myself as a member of the Clayton family. Or, if this carries more weight, please. This is Mark McCain, once again with Andrew Clayton. Thank you. <clears throat> Tonight is May 3rd, 2017. Andrew has oh so graciously <laughs> agreed to another recorded conversation. Thank you. And thank you, in turn, for trusting me enough to dispense with a cross. Hey, you know, I wasn't sure you wouldn't kill me the second I said I knew what you were. I had to protect myself until I knew I could trust you. Hmm. I suppose that is fair. And I assume you recognize now that I do not intend to harm you? It definitely seems that way. I guess that's the... Seeds of trust being sown. And I appreciate that. Anyway, did you have anything specific you wanted to talk about? Or were we just opening the floor for questions? I will not promise to give you answers to every quandary you may have. But I have realized that the only way I can understand your motives is to at least allow you to ask those questions. And I was hoping that you might answer a few questions of my own this time. Tit for tat, as it were. Tit for tat, huh? <clears throat> Fair enough. I agree. As long as your answers are detailed and not just some vague one-liners like last time. If you're willing to have a real conversation with me, then I hope you'll respect me enough to make it worth my time. Done. You may begin. Fine. Do you enjoy being a vampire? What? 
What? That that what? is your first question? Hey, man, I've got to start somewhere. I have deeper ones, but I thought you would appreciate a couple of softballs first. You know, just to get warmed up. So, do you enjoy being a vampire? What do you think? I live by drinking human blood. I cast no reflection in a mirror. The mere sight, much less touch, of certain religious symbols causes me intense pain. And, and once the sun rises, I am literally dead until it sets. Oh, yes. I relish every moment of this existence. I'm sorry there. I mean, <laughs> I meant no offense. I guess I just didn't think about all that stuff. You know, I just thought there were some upsides to the whole, you know. Well, perhaps there are. And perhaps some of my kind accept themselves as they are. But as for myself, I would trade my nigh immortality, rapid healing, bat form, and enhanced speed and senses, all of it for the simple joy of watching the sun rise again without fear, feel another human's touch without the desire to kill them and feed on their blood. To dream. Wait. You don't dream? I believe it is my turn now. What is your interest in me? What are you getting out of this? It's funny you should ask that. I was just wondering the same thing myself yesterday. After my past experience with vampires, anyone would believe I would kill any of them I met. The thought had crossed my mind. And rightly so. I mean, the truth is, I believed you when you told me you were just trying to feel like part of the family again. That you don't want to be lonely. I mean, look, I know I sounded incredulous before, but I know how that feels. I've been lonely most of my life. And I guess in a way, I don't necessarily blame vampirism itself for what happened. It was that one specific vampire who attacked me and who killed my family. Wait, your family? Yeah, my parents, my, my sister. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And that right there is why you fascinate me. Most people think of vampires as cold-blooded killers, but you just felt sympathy for me, for something one of your kind did. You're not a monster. <laughs> so you say now. But ask your next question. You may yet find your monster. This is Ando Valentine, and you're listening to Shadows of a Dark Past. Hello, this is Ando Valentine, creator of Shadows of a Dark Past. I just wanted to take a moment to extend the heartfelt gratitude of the cast and crew of our podcast for the generosity of our Season 1 Indiegogo supporters, particularly the devotees. Michael Brock, Suzanne Clark, Carrie Lunenberg, Chantelle Parker, and Chuck Poor. Thank you for making the first season possible. You're the best. Now, back to the show. <laughs>
monster. <laughs> so you say now. But ask your next question. You may yet find your monster. All right. Did you ever attempt revenge on the vampire who made you? Yes. Are you sure you want to hear about it? If you want to maintain your illusion of me as a good person, you'll want to ask a different question. I'm sure. So be it. It was about six months ago. What? <laughs> what? Are you more surprised that it was right before I moved here? Or that it took me this long to make it happen? Well, both, I, I, I guess. Well, at first I was too busy mourning the loss of the life I loved to concern myself with seeking vengeance. Then by the time I felt enraged enough to try to hunt him down, he was nowhere to be found. And after I myself finally left Claysville... I had ceased trying. I hate to interrupt you, but you still haven't told me anything at all about the original attack on you. Look, man, if we're trying to build some mutual trust, can you give me anything? Like a name or... or uh, I don't get it. Why is it... Why is that so big a deal? I mean, it's just a freaking name or some details. If I utter the name, <sighs> you will understand why I've kept it from you. Are you certain... Yes, absolutely. It'll be our little secret. Can you please just tell me something? <sighs> For the sake of all that's holy. Very well. My attacker's name was Zachariah Clayton. Z wait, wait. Are we talking about the Zachariah Clayton? I know of no others. But how could that be true? He's one of the most well-known Claytons in the family. I mean, hell. I'm not even part of the family, and over 200 years later, I still know his story. I thought he moved back to Europe. That was the lie told to the town to avoid the truth. Okay. His transformation was rather... gruesome, from what I understand. And to lessen the impact of the sudden disappearance of a young, healthy Clayton... His father insisted the truth be kept hidden, confined to only family. That much I know only due to my childhood friendship with Quincy Clayton. How Zachariah was hidden or why he was free in 1897, I have never learned. Nor, honestly, do I care. Wow, that's one hell of a family secret. <laughs> okay, so six months ago, you were what? Um, Six months ago, I was clearing my spam folder. What? Your spam yes, folder? Yes, I use modern technology such as email, Mark. Curb your surprise. Yeah, but you're hundreds of years old or whatever. I was clearing my spam folder when something caught my eye. It was a political campaign advertisement about re-electing some mayor. The mayor's name was unfamiliar, but the advertisement was an endorsement from his predecessor. Zach Clayton. Against my better judgment, I opened the message. And when I saw the picture of Zach Clayton, well, other than appearing to have aged quite a bit, the eyes were the same dead eyes that had glared at me moments before attacking me. It was indeed Zachariah. 
But if he had aged and was a public figure, how could he have been the same vampire that attacked you? He'd have to be human for that to work, right? At the time, my desire to wrap my hands around his throat and cave his head in with something heavy overrode my sensibility and logic. Anyway, considering his past public office, it was a simple matter to track down his address. I took wing, uh, that being how I refer to my bat form, and I flew that very night to his house. Once I saw his face, I knew he was the one. So, you killed him. I attempted to. But Zachariah was not a frail old man as I had thought. It is true he was now a human, somehow having been cured of vampirism by his wife Lindsay. However, he was still stronger than he appeared, and he was also perpetually on guard against vampires, because apparently the two of them led secret lives as vampire hunters, though not to slay them. They were curing them whether the vampires wanted to be cured or not, and whether they survived or not. I'm sure they thought they were doing the world, and us, a favor, but I found it horrific. Did it not work on you? It may well have, eventually, but a few days into their treatment, I managed to break free of my restraints. It surprised them. To be frank, it surprised me. I imagine you would prefer I avoid the exact details of how it happened. But I killed them. Both of them. Damn. <clears throat> then how, um... Right. Sorry. Uh, your turn. It would appear that you are not horrified nor sickened at hearing of me taking lives. Does it not bother you to learn what I have perpetrated? Why does this not fuel a desire to destroy me? All right, that is a very good question. I honestly wish I had some kind of deep philosophical reason. I, I, I do. But I think it's mostly because I've had to live in the gray shades of morality pretty much my entire life to stay sane. I'm no saint. And at least you're trying to do the least amount of harm you can. <laughs> Hell, at this point I may be rationalizing, but I think we're more alike than you realize yet. <laughs> uh, perhaps. You'll forgive me, I hope, if I reserve judgment for the time being. Of course. All right. Now, this is the big one as far as my curiosity goes. If Claysville is so painful for you because of the memories of your life here, and if Zachariah is already dead, why come back? And live at Clayton Mill, I mean, of all places. Uh, and pretend to be Clayton yourself. I... It doesn't really add up to much, and I'm really having a hard time connecting the dots. I cannot answer that one, Mark. What? Not what yet. Seriously? I thought we were trying to build some trust here. Andrew, I've told you some stuff I wouldn't ordinarily open up about this quickly. And after what you already told me, it couldn't be that much worse, could it? I mean, 
It couldn't be. You cannot understand. The issue is not trust. I just... There are secrets I myself wish I could unlearn, and I would not burden you with them. At least, not unless it were necessary. Oh, you really do enjoy your secrets, huh? (laughs) I mean, what is it with you? It doesn't sound like you've had much experience opening up. Haven't really made any friends since becoming a vampire, have we? I wish that were so. You wish it were? Wait, what? I apologize, Mark. That is a topic I am not ready to broach. You can't leave me hanging like that, though. I mean, it's not fair. Don't you see what you're doing? It is not my own safety, but yours that I am concerned with. Right now, it is I and I alone that she wants. She? Stop being so cryptic, damn it! She who? I grow weary of this conversation. I must ask you to leave me in peace So you're going to clam up right now, right when it's getting interesting. Good night, Mark. Okay. Fine. Have it your way. For now. Well, (laughs) that was interesting. (laughs) Man, I I really hit a nerve about who she is. This woman, I mean, I wonder what she did to make him avoid even mentioning her existence. What would someone have to be to freak out a vampire? Wow. Anyway. It does seem I've made some progress in building trust. I mean, he did kick me out, but that's after the hot button of she. <laughs> well, we're not exactly BFFs or anything. I, I do think he's warming up to me, I mean, a little. I have to admit, feels good, too, because I haven't had a casual friend in... Oh, damn. It's been a hot minute. Actually... It's been forever. Well, hypothesis D was right after all. I need a friend. Vampire or not. Carl W. Childers as Mark McCain. Ando Valentine as Andrew Clayton. Thanks to our Indiegogo Season 1 Early Bats and Acolytes, including Craig Campbell.
Shadows of a Dark Past is an Ando Valentine production.